this is the part where I tell you how you can support the show. Head on over to freemanbeyondthewall.com forward slash support. There are many ways there that you can support the show. The best way is on that website. If you go right to the store, you can do that annually or monthly, or you can just send something in the mail. It's P.O. Box 413, Lineville, Alabama, 36266. I always enjoy reading the letters. They really mean a lot to me, and I save every single one of them, and I try to respond in some way to each and every one. So I just want to thank everybody for making it possible for me to do this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I also, like, my fucking, my basement is terrible right now, and I don't want people to see it. <laughs> well, now they're going to know about it because we are recording, so. Um, oh, I we're recording. Yeah, great. It's awesome. <laughs> well, no, I just started. I just started right before you said that. I, we only oh, have the shitty, the, the shitty brick background. All right. All right. Well, the, we're the going with background it. would be nice if you just weren't like um like phasing in and out of reality. I mean, it's it's actually pretty cool for, you know, like a modern day kind of bullshit thing. So. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So how you doing, man? Well, I'm doing all right. I can't complain. How was Greece? You fucking the ass? Um, well, I don't know. Can can women really fuck men? <laughs> <laughs> what's a woman these days (laughs) no greece was great it was a much needed break from the toil of massachusetts (laughs) yeah Uh, i don't think i've taken more than like a four-day weekend um in probably six years so it was uh it was it was awesome just to disconnect it's like you went to greece just to hang out with different cats yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the the cats on Santorini, very friendly. <laughs> they're not like the home, they're not like homeless people in San Diego that yeah, they want food too, but they're and they're willing to take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it's like every picture it seemed like every picture you took it was like, "Oh, we got to get a cat in this picture." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just hanging outside the hotel. You know, throw them some snacks and they'll love you forever. Um yeah, and uh, no news on the baby front yet. Still, still dumping loads. <laughs> yeah, I heard the the rec- most recent um, public episode of Timeline Earth. I was yeah. listening, listening to that with the wife while we were driving around in the car. The listeners and, like, need to know. Yeah, and I was like, um, huh? Is he? Is that a metaphor for something? No, no, no. I don't deal in metaphors. Nope. <laughs> nope. Car that was like that woke car up because like car was sleeping at that point. Yep. Yeah, have to wake his ass up, get to work. Oh man. So um, what like were you able to it at all figure out like the politics, any kind of political thing in Greece when you were there? Oh yeah, talking to uh talking to drivers was amazing. They uh they seem like they have their shit together. It's getting better. Um, they're finally starting to take seriously the idea of uh, maybe not letting thousands of migrants wash up on their beach and just run into the city. Um, they still hate the Turks. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it there. Everyone I've talked to, every Greek that I talked to was just so nationalistic and closed borders. It was great. It's amazing. It's like we hate the Turks and we hate the people who look like them that are washing up on our shores. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Like there wasn't, um, there wasn't any semblance of like, well, you know, we agree that we need to help these guys out, but it was like, no, uh, our coast guard needs to start like, like filling their boats with holes. (laughs) Just, just, yeah. I mean, at some point your Navy needs live action drills. So yeah. Yeah, and then I guess there's some uh there's there's always something going on with them and the Turks. They got a couple of islands that are being disputed right now and they're just kind of moving the chess pieces around. Isn't that better though? Isn't it like when you see something like that it's so much more organic than what we deal with? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very inorganic because neither country is prepared for a hot war. Like the Turkish lira is at like ten thousand percent inflation. They couldn't. They could afford maybe two days of an active war, and then uh, and then they would collapse. And kind of the same with Greece. Greece is still coming off of their austerity measures from like the the mid two thousands. So you're saying the inorganic part of it is the fact that they're just posturing. Neither one of them. Can yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Neither one of them could do anything of me. Of but, that's, but, but that is organic. That's so historic. Yeah, I mean, it's, true, just, yeah. it's just a history of, of squabbles, you know, it's yeah. I mean, this is this is what you you know, it's like when Russia when Russia, Ukraine started, I'm like, oh, wow, like a war that I can understand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, neighbors. Yeah. Wow. These two these two groups are slightly different, but they hate each other enough. And you also have outside influences kind of pulling the strings. And uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't know anything about the outside influences that are pulling the strings, you would uh, you look at it and you just go, eh, "It's a border war. This is what happens all the time." Unfortunately, when you when when you dig down deep into it, you're like, "Oh, this is." Just- it's it's a little bit more than two Slav fags fighting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pete, um, do you think you're able to say uh, Senate Staffer Schwinkter ten times fast? Senate Staffer Schwinkter. Huh. Well, definitely. I mean, I, 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 I can say prolapse. That's I can definitely say that. <laughs> that that's a hard one, dude. How how nuts is this? It's uh oh my god! I the the shit poster part of me was in heaven. No pun intended. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very shitty. <laughs> the, um, it's yeah, it's. The shit poster part of me is very happy that we have some news to talk about on the program. Um, this is definitely going to be up on there as well. Uh, we need to talk about this. There's a lot of smut going on, and uh, we just need to have an episode dedicated to just smut and degeneracy. So one of the things that my wife asked me was, she so what do you think the intent is behind this? Is it, oh, just the excitement of doing it, you know, doing something like that in the chambers? Or is it like deep down to someone like this person, you know, are they saying we can I can do this here and get away with it because now we're the ones running this country. It's our fucking it's our ideology. I mean, all democracy is right now is sodomy. Whenever anybody's saying they're they're trying to protect democracy, they're just trying to protect sodomy. Yeah, my democratically voted right to sodomy yeah um i think it's a little column a little column b on an individual level knowing having known gay men um it's definitely so yeah yeah it's definitely so i mean even like young young straight couples it's like not unheard of for them to want to like do crazy things in public and see if they can get away with it but 
multiply that and turn it up to 11 with with most gay men like it's a it's a conquest thing it's an excitement thing an adrenaline rush and um all revolved around anal sex and uh that's usually how that goes anecdotally yeah right. and for the the other thing you were talking about whether uh this was uh more of a symbolic conquest of of an institution i think after after all that was talked about with january 6 and security and access and all that i can't imagine that they left out like access to senate chambers and like oh shit we forgot to crack down on access for Senate chambers and make sure that it's only being used for official business. Like, I don't know for certain, but I imagine they're on something a little more, uh, a little more complex than like a, a key and, and lock system. Like I imagine they have a card system with an access hierarchy and, uh, a Senate staffer probably wouldn't accidentally be given access or on purposely, purposely given access. Um, given the, the height what i imagine is the heightened state of security after after the insurrection <laughs> well i mean and it, i think it just goes to show you no, nothing's this person I, I think they said that they've already been fired um yep they'll get a job they'll get a job down this in the next building in washington dc uh where, yeah. they'll, where they'll continue their sodomy but the when, when you look at this, it, it just really goes to show you back to my point that this regime is all about sodomy is the fact that somebody can do this in the Senate chamber and, t you know, privately people are going, oh, hero, hero. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah. No, nothing's going to happen um, you know, legally or anything like that. But, you know, let some chud get a um, get an unscheduled friggin um, tour of the Capitol. Yeah, and they're going to be in friggin' solitary confinement for a year, and then do four years in prison or something like that. Yeah, I mean, even even if they threw the book at them, it's going to be misuse of government property or um, you know misconduct. You know, if if they were to you know pursue criminal, if the Capitol Police were to pursue criminal charges, it would be you know a fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, we are just, you know, people don't, this isn't me going, oh, imagine if the roles were reversed, because I mean, they, <laughs> I saw is, that yeah. on, on, on the timeline. Imagine if two conservatives were having anal sex in the Senate chamber. <laughs> they probably, considering who the conservatism, yeah. conservatism in the United States, they probably well, are. Yeah, that's they not that hard to imagine. They probably Oh, the are. outrage. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> When you consider like who the faces of conservatism are like uh, Dave Rubin and all these other yeah. fucking sodomites, um, yeah. What yeah? What do you see? But the um, but really, what it what it goes to show you is is that that is what what democracy, what America. That's that's basically when the. During World War II, when the founding myth was switched, and yeah. you know, it switched to a couple of different things, but really, what it was is just radical equality, radical egalitarianism, and progressivism. I mean, really, they sh in a different. 
I guess if if this was a little further along and progressives had more power, I mean, they get a parade or something like that. Or this would just be this would be something that you would openly know happens and no one gives a shit. I mean, look at Italy. Italy, 25 years ago, elected a porn star to their yeah. you know, their parliament. I mean, Ukraine elected a comedian like there's no uh, there's no hallowed halls of democracy anymore, or at least if there is uh, the, the definition of what hallowed means has changed to a point of being meaningless. So when you talk about like, uh, public property, as far as like government buildings, um, there's a couple other government buildings we could talk about while we're here. Oh um, yeah. The one in Iowa, let's mm. talk about, because we could also talk about one in another country that would be even a little bit more fun. Um, uh, I think you're figuring out what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but this thing in Iowa where the satanic temple gets to set up a um, a statue and, um, you know, basically what you have is, and this is even before, because kind of knew somebody was going to come along and deface it. And yeah. the more you look at that guy's Twitter account, I'm just like, this seems like a created person. I mean, it just he's there's something really weird about this guy the, the ai kind of profile pic um yeah um 2022 the, the account started in 2022 kind of th- there's something really weird about this person but um just the fact that you have that there and immediately basically what happens is the first person who comes out and speaks about it is an Iowa state senator. And I'm not even going to look up his name right now. I can't remember it. Um, but he is also a Christian pastor and he's basically defending it. He's, you know, defends it on grounds of um, this has nothing to do. You know, he calls out Christian nationalism, which I knew he was going to do. You know, we're not a Christian nationalist nation. Um, and, Basically, all the arguments that he made for keeping it there, and I've seen this also from people like Jenna Ellis, if you know who Jenna Ellis is from the Trump oh, yeah. campaign, and all these people, the argument the, the arguments that they're making for keeping it there are the exact same arguments that Lucian Greaves, not his real name, um, the head of the head of the Satanic Temple. Um, What's his real name, Pete? It, does it begin? Does it end with a Berg or dude, a Stein? It's, <laughs> dude, it's the most. His last name is Messner, the most German name you've ever heard in your life. And he looks so German, dude. He looks like yeah. he looks straight out of like 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 he was he was fighting in Rammstein. the right. I swear, he looks he looks straight out of like he's fighting in the right. Um, but the um, the argument, the same argument that he's making for it being there is the same argument that Christian pastors and conservatives are making for it being there and not really being there. They'll say, well, we don't really think it should be there, but it shouldn't be torn down in such a way. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is, liberal. this is liberal. This is now, if you want to, it's Americanism. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've talked about democracy and everything, what democracy means now, but mm. you can go back to liberalism in its, in its infancy and it really this is the end result of it is the satanist who wants that there on public property defending it by using liberal precepts and the person who's supposed to be on the other side of it the conservative even the christian 
arguing from liberal precepts that it should that um it shouldn't be torn down. Yes, Le- it's it's legalism. Like you know, you remember the story about like all the Pharisees that used to like try to catch of Jesus, of course. Um, you know, saying bad things about about Caesar so that they could fucking tell on him and get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, that's literally what these Christians are doing to us when we say, no, actually, I'm okay with that. I think uh, I think uh, God's law trumps trumps the law of the land and uh and then they retort like oh so you're anti-american oh you don't like the constitution like yeah i'm okay i'm actually okay with that (laughs) yeah yeah what they don't what i think they don't realize is and it's probably i don't want to go shitting on the protestant reformation too much but you know really the way we used to believe you and i you know our faith is that we belong to a different nation yeah yep and we and had different principles there is a hierarchy in the laws that you that you abide by and that you support and uh it's it's not even a question of if civil authority uh blatantly acts against god then like it's not only our moral imperative to resist it but it's it's the greatest blessing ever to reap the consequences thereof it's <laughs> It's like, please, please throw me in jail. Please make me. That would be that would be so fulfilling in a way that none of these other so-called Christians can even comprehend. Like, can you imagine them saying, like, I can't wait to be a martyr? No, what? But you're getting more and more of you know the the right kind of Christians starting to be okay with that. Yep. And it's little whether the story's planted or fake or not, it mm. is gal it, it 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 is having a galvanizing effect and it is having a sorting effect within what's called American Christianity. Well, we're at the point politically where sorting is happening and happening in all sorts of different realms and, you know, the religious realm, you know, I mean, what they really, they really should be happy that we don't, we don't have a magisterium like we used to where we would just take this fucking government over. Yeah. And start an inquisition. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say about, pope francis or the magisterium as it exists right now it's just different than it was you know when innocent the third was in charge yeah yep (laughs) papa pio (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh or even like or even benedict like i i you know every every time i talk to you know the director of religious education for for my parish i'm always like she's super liberal but like nice lady but um I, I, I'm like, I wonder what Benedict would have to say about this. <laughs> like what exactly what you're saying right now, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's unfortunately we, we don't really have the explicit backing of any, any hierarchy in the Catholic church proper. So we are kind of on our own in that, in that regards. Cause you know, they just, they, they need to be vague right now for whatever reason, they just need to be vague. We have the cate- we have the catechism, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, yeah. And, and all you can do is hope, like me, have a base priest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a base priest, you're doing. It. I mean, you you still have well, you still have an old Irish guy, right? Yeah. Yep. I miss, <laughs> uh, I miss those guys so much, man. He uh, he's I actually retiring you. soon, and we don't uh, know who his replacement is. But uh, uh the okay. the other priest that that sometimes um 
does the masses. He's like this super on the spectrum guy that, uh, you know, just makes jokes, but like deadpans these like super inappropriate, like bodily function jokes in the middle of the homily. And like, I die laughing and everyone else is like, Oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) But he's like super autistic. Doesn't, I don't think he understands fully what, what he's saying. (laughs) Man. Yeah. The, um, but you know, when you look at that, when you look at something like Iowa and I think in Arkansas right now, they're having the 10 commandments thing. Um, you know, it's, trying to remove the 10 commandments from a public building and it's like i said when i when i was talking to tim kelly the other day it's like i'm like how is that not anti-semitic (laughs) (laughs) that that would be my argument isn't this complete isn't this anti-semitism come on yeah but i mean for better or worse the uh the jays are uh the jays are are waning right now seems like it at least well i mean they definitely are out of their fucking minds yeah yeah i think uh they're they're getting attacked on all fronts i mean not really from the right but from further to the left which is yeah i mean again it's it's two fags fighting i'm all for it <laughs> well what's funny is um i heard this past weekend um a speech given by a libertarian that i'm not going to name him but you and i you you wouldn't know exactly who, who i'm talking about when if i told you and he said um he said it might come to the point where he's like, we're pretty much at the point now where the libertarians might have to team up with the commies to defeat the neoliberals. And then it, as soon as we defeat the neoliberals, we have to defeat the commies, but then we're going to have to make peace with the right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, let me tell you something. Libertarians and commies are not going to be able to defeat the neoliberals without the right. So, yeah, you know, but it, yeah, it's just, just do what I do. I call myself a Marxist Leninist and that gets me through the door. <laughs> and then within 10 seconds, they figure me out and then they don't want to they don't want to guest on my show. <laughs> well, the funniest thing about it is, you know, you're more we're more well versed on on marxist leninism than most Mar- people who call themselves marxist leninist are yeah <laughs> so yeah so we can actually fake our way <laughs> but it's, it's gonna be it's not gonna be too long before we're gonna be like all right wait a minute i, yeah. I can't i can't fake this, anymore. <laughs> I can't fake this. <laughs> this is hurting me to my core <laughs> uh, oh man. um but, yeah the other the other interesting thing about the uh i mean just like I said, it's it's very it's awesome to see the sorting process take hold. Um, you know, it's all they have is just um, platitudes that give them a cheap five hundred likes, and that's about it. Yeah, it's great. Well, it, well it's funny because you you have these, and you know, it is really nice to see find out who the based Protestants are. It's you know it's really nice to see who you can rely on in in that camp, but yeah. it is true. It's like when you when you see these evangelicals that are just, I mean, they may as they're just spouting progressivism. Um, yeah. To see how quickly, like how the first comment under it ratios them. Yeah. Because it's... they're just they're they may get five hundred likes, but. You know, there was a while there where I was going under leftist before October 7th, and it would be pretty much about anything, and I was ratioing them 
with you know yeah. with with less than a tenth of the followers and everything but the yeah i mean and this is what has to happen the, the, this always has to happen there always has to be a sifting there always has to be figuring out who's on your side and who's not mm-hmm. and normally when that's happening you realize that like especially now if you look at it if the people who were supposed to be on the same sides were it was split down the middle it is very clear that one side as far as i'm talking about and i'm not fed posting here because the last thing i want is a war the last thing i want is shooting or anyone getting hurt but it's pretty clear which side as far as physical and um firepower would is in charge yeah you know, if it was just the people now you get the military involved i mean i mean you're probably if 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 the military had to turn um turn its guns if they were told to turn their its guns on the american people i think 40 percent of them would probably kill themselves right away because we know what the military has become yes. um and then i think that a lot would just be like no nah, i'm not going to do that yeah i don't know i think it's probably the um the yoke that's put on members of the military right now is i mean picture your your perfect welfare recipient um and i don't i don't even i'm not trying to say that pejoratively but um like they are completely dependent on the system they are um immersed in it and to an extent everybody has an extent of of kind of brainwashing or just being trained to follow orders and um like and you still have that aspect of the dregs of society join the military i mean i joined <laughs> but um like you still have that aspect and of you stayed uh, in longer than most people <laughs> yeah yeah i did nine years because it was like wow everybody's so dumb this is so easy to just <laughs> show up on time and not get caught doing something stupid and then you advance in rank <laughs> like and then you get paid more and, and you get to live in like what the most the most beautiful weather in the country <laughs> yeah yeah like you it, specifically it, yeah <laughs> it was um i don't i, I don't want to say it wasn't challenging but from a it, it wasn't intellectually challenging like mm-hmm. i wasn't I, I wasn't worried that i was getting overtaken by my peers because if you t- if you look at if you look at the characteristics of anybody that joins the military as far as like socioeconomically um they're they're probably not in the top 40% of you know potential achievement and that's within- unfortunate because that the military's basically been designed to become a welfare uh, to be a place where yeah they're forced to go yeah your 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 uh your Pareto distribution is the 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 top one percent are still really smart guys geniuses very serious people um but you know the bottom 30 percent is is pretty good but you know 10 years later now it's your top now it's your top 20 percent is pretty good then it's your top 10 percent is still pretty good and the the standards only ever go one way and that's Mm. down So uh, rounding that back to, you know, would the military be okay with say occupying a small Midwestern town and using deadly force to deal with, you know, rioting or whatever? Um, I would say by and large, yes, they would be if propagandized correctly. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to 
I was going to ask, would they have, would they have done it in 2020? In 2020, if, if Trump would have asked them to go to Portland and put down with, I mean, what was happening there, which happened for a lot longer than I, from what I understand in most cities, or does it have to be a bunch of right wing lunatics, you know? Yeah. I mean, it depends. I, I think it depends on the unit. It depends on the officers. It depends on, you know, the morale, the, the ideological makeup of the units and the officers. I don't know. I, I don't think it's, uh, as cut and dry as like, ah, oh, they'll never do that. Or oh, only a small percentage of people would do that. The rest would desert or whatever. Well, would they, would they put the national, would they use the national guard? Because then it would be members of the, of that, um, it'd be citizens of the state. See, I mean, that was, that might be different. That might be different because it is members of the state. And there is that, that cultural overlap of maybe I don't want to shoot people that look like me or talk like me or are in areas that I've, that I grew up in or know about. Um, but the active duty military, like the military taking like the, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I can only speak for the Navy, but like the, the MPs that are, you know, stationed in Texas and deploying them to Arkansas. Um, yeah, yeah maybe they're yeah. all, <laughs> the the demographics don't work out in in peace's favor <laughs> so was the um you know when i look at this to go back to iowa when i look at iowa one thing that i remember about iowa is and you saw desantis put out a um put out a tweet yesterday decrying yeah. it in iowa saying that he would personally put up the money uh to defend for this guy's legal defense yeah um is I mean, am I the only one who's noticed that that's where the first primary is? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that it is. It is awfully uh, convenient. But yeah. again, like I don't know what the end game would be. Is this a miscalculation? Is it? Is it like the shit libs are trying to to, to foment uh, news stories about Christian nationalism to scare people? Because I don't think that's going to work. Well, it could be it. I mean, you know, you unfortunately. The Christian nationalism thing it has really taken off. I think that it would, you know, S Stephen Wolf's book probably people wouldn't even know what it was, and the one that uh, Torba and Isker did, people wouldn't know what it was if it wasn't for people like, um, you know, like James Lindsay, who are so adamantly opposed, you know, because of their liberalism and their atheism. Let's let's face it, against. Yeah. Um, you know, against the idea of of Christians being in charge, I think his tweet about this was um, after the the tearing down of the of the statue was was one of like um, you know basically liberalism or fascism is going to win. The left is going to lose. Liberalism or fascism is going to win. You know which one? And that's his whole thing. I mean, he's he's actually said in the past that he would rather woke wins than the right wing wins. I'm yeah. talking about the real. I'm talking about a real right wing, not you know, not the ones that are defending the statue being up. Yeah. yeah. And is his reasoning because he's an atheist who hates woke culture? So obviously, yeah. we could have a society of atheists that hate woke culture. Well, I think his. Well, I mean, the re let's face it. The reason he hates woke culture is because it came for him. For him. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah, he's an academic. Fair, woke, fair enough. <laughs> woke culture came for him. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing with, I mean, if woke culture didn't come from Jordan Peterson, do you think we'd know who Jordan Peterson was? Yeah. 
True. So um, I don't, you know, when I look at Lindsay, I, all I see is I see a shit lib who is, he wants to go back to the nineties. He's one of those yeah. guys. I mean, those guys are dangerous as fuck because right wingers listen to them. Right wingers are like, yeah, Bill Clinton was in awe. Or, I'm not going to say right wingers. So I'll say conservatives. Just millennials. Yeah. All millennials want to go back to the nineties. Every, every millennial looks fondly back and, and Gen Xer probably looks fondly back on the nineties. So yeah, that is a, that's a low hanging fruit as far as appeal goes. Yeah. So he's, he, I mean, I've heard Dave Rubin and, um, and Yoram Hazoni talk about how really everything started going downhill 10, 12 years ago. So it's like, all right, well, obviously you don't, you don't have to go back 400 years. You don't have to go back to the enlightenment. I mean, you can go back to world war two. Yeah. All you have to do is go really go back to World War II and you can go back to you can go back to the founding of the Federal Reserve for the friggin' econ, the, the econ nerds and everything like that. You don't have to go back that far. But when it comes to culture, when it comes to where did culture start falling apart, um, you, you, you can you can get to the Enlightenment through World War II. And yeah. everything that we saw happening after everything that happened after World War II, especially with the Civil Rights Act, someone like Chris Rufo, who I consider to be in the same group as James Lindsay, will tell you that like DEI, all this stuff, all, all this stuff is wrong. All, all this stuff needs CRT. All this stuff needs to be out of schools. But he will not say the Civil Rights Act, which is basically a new yep. constitution for the United States, is. Yeah. Needs to be when Oren McIntyre had him on a couple months ago, and I was driving in the car with my wife, and we were listening to it, and he actually tried to do this something some libertarian moron. Man, Hoppians are getting worse and worse. God, I remember when Hop you could rely on Hoppians. Um, So basically, Rufo said that he said anyone who he said Oren talked about getting rid of the Civil Rights Act. And Rufo actually mentioned a couple people on the far left who had talked about getting rid of the Civil Rights Act. So basically was trying to say, if you want to get rid of the Civil Rights Act, you're on the far left. Just like this moron libertarian, (laughs) this this moron libertarian said that, you know, anti-Semitism came out of the left because I found this one book. Yeah, yeah. I found this one book that says anti-Semitism. Wow, sounds pretty statist to me. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Oh, God. But yeah, Um, I mean, that's what these liberals, that's what these classical liberals, you know, who who think that the marketplace of ideas is actually a real thing. Yeah. And they're willing to, they're willing to invert language or they're willing to employ the inversion of language that was produced by their enemies, which is always great. Oh yeah. Yeah. As soon as you're fighting on your, on the enemy's ground, you know, it's like, I, I don't know how many times I was called a Nazi this week by Hoppians. (laughs) Has Hoppe ever been called a Nazi? I'm I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, 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 I mean, it's like they resort to the, they resort to the insults of their enemies. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, who cares? It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's I, you know, it's I remember. I, I, a lot I, of them probably follow me too, but come on, man, <laughs> like, faggots. I mean, ah. yeah, that's what 
I, I like did this um, little tweet, you know, explaining like one of them um, was like, well, you know, you're a Jew. You're just a self-hating Jew. I'm like somewhere that my dad said somewhere down the line, we practiced Judaism centuries ago. If that makes me a self-hating Jew, that's fine. But, yeah. you know, I was baptized a Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I was an altar boy and I graduated Catholic high school. I think my bona, fi- my bona fides uh, say something oh, else. Post your 23 in May. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, one drop I, I, rule, baby. I did put my 1.2% Ashkenazi up there. Uh, but, uh, the, oh, the look at the time. I got to get going. Yeah, it is the one drop rule. But, um, but the... You know, th- this whole thing about um, your everybody using arguments, even progr- even people, Hoppians, who are supposed to be the real right wing of libertarianism, using yeah. arguments that, where they're just adopting progressive language is just hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, they they don't they don't get to that layer. They, they, they're, they don't have that much depth. And I think that's what separates a hoppy and from, you know, a, uh, uh, hop, <laughs> what separates a hoppy and from Hans Hermann Hoppe is, um, the ability to look at power dynamics, the ability to look at linguistics, the ability to look at, uh, historical processes. And unfortunately hop gets that. Well, not unfortunately, but hop got that from Marxism. Yeah. Well, he also read, um, yeah, it's like, um, or in, Warren was talking about when he was interviewing Dave Smith the other day, he gets um, Hopper read the juvenile on power. So mm-hmm. he understands power dynamics. He understands high, low, middle, things like that. You know, how, you know, how the elite, how the elite play one group against another, play two groups against another group and everything like that, where these people, because they will not, they're getting parts of it because Hoppe uses it and, and, um, uses it in some of his ideology and some of his writings. But if they just went and read like, you know, De Juvenel or um, De Maestra even, or if you know, Burnham, you know, I mean, I, I heard someone contacted me and said, yeah, this one guy who's attacking you, he, um, he said a couple of years ago, he said he doesn't read anything out of libertarianism because any, anyone who's not a libertarian, what they're writing um, because because they don't believe in the non-aggression principle, anything they write is wrong. <laughs> Boy, I got some bad news for him about <laughs> every fucking libertarian thought leader that's ever existed. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it's just it, it's wild because you you want to believe they want to believe they're the smartest people in the room, but what you realize is, and I realize this, and this isn't this isn't meant to be funny. This is just something that um, I realize. Yeah, you know, I don't have. Whenever I take those tests for autism, I'm pretty pretty low. You know, I'm pretty pretty in the middle middle. But yeah. a lot of these people are really high on the autism scale, and because because they have that an in the box ideology where they where you're not allowed to go outside of it. Mm-hmm. is a lot easier for them it's easier it, it's an easier worldview a way to look at the world because when you you don't allow variables in yep so as long as you're stuck in this box you don't have to you don't go anywhere else you don't allow anything else in and anything else on the outside is evil or immoral or statist or whatever 
then you you can it's easier for you to look at your look at politics and look at the way you know even life the way it works by having this very small box and i think that's why you see so many autistic autistic young men white men let's get down to it mostly who um who adopt it as you know this is my basically my religion but not only my religion my identity yeah it is my identity and if you insult it you're insulting my identity identity capitalism free market capitalism even though i cannot prove that would ever work because it's never existed is the only way out of this it is the only thing you can base a society on that will be able to thrive and you you hear you hear this this is basically what the message of liber of of much of libertarianism is yeah it's a non-permeable box um i don't want to say well for them it's non-permeable like you said nothing outside gets in there's no new there's no new information even when like if if you found out that dave smith read das kapital uh i i think it would probably just break their brains um they wouldn't know what to think about that well remember remember when he said remember when dave said that if there were people shooting shooting up in the playground that his kids uh played in that he would call the cops on them and yeah. they, they, I mean, they don't get that. They, they, that, that's so far outside of that box that now Dave Smith's a statist. Yeah. Yep. For, for about a week. And then they, you know, start liking his posts again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I saw somebody making a meme saying, um, the Virgin Dave Smith versus the, the Chad Javier Malay. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things was that, um, Javier Malay is proud of his Judaism <laughs> and loves all people. Uh, I it that's Schrodinger's libertarians. Uh, on on the one hand, identifies as, as as an ANCAP publicly, but on the other hand, uh, cracks down on protests and suspends civil liberties of his enemies. So Would you know you what? Know? I'm all right with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know when that thing came out, I, I'm sure you've seen that thing there to say yeah. Javier Malay is going to do this and do that and everything. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, if I wasn't 100% sure that he was doing it for his Zionist master's like benefit, I'd be all for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so would Rothbard, by the way. But it's his based right wing Zionist master's. <laughs> <laughs> you know and i really don't care what happens in argentina i do you know i don't want uh bad i don't want anything bad to happen to people down there and everything but i mean i just i just want him to reconquer the falklands (laughs) like that's i mean oh (laughs) oh, say that to say that to a brit and the brit will say when did argentina ever have power over the falklands (laughs) well (laughs) Ethnicity right. versus nationality, I guess. <laughs> All right, fuck Iowa. Let's go. Um, let's go to some place where I actually have some blood in the game. Poland. Oh, Poland. Did you see what happened in the show this week? No, I did not. Actually, I thought you were going to talk about the guy walking into a Ukrainian council meeting with uh, and, and tossing a tossing a few flashbangs. Dude, we can talk about that. That's in, <laughs> that's completely insane. I mean, yeah. I, I saw that video on Telegram. I was just scrolling a Telegram channel. I saw that video and I'm like, 
guy walks in, do 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 do. I'm like, all right, that's pretty <laughs> wild. Then all of a sudden, I heard, I heard, I heard the pin go out, and I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> and I just see him toss him, and I'm like, what? I'm like, please tell me those are flashbangs. <laughs> yeah, they had to be. No, oh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Um, I think what. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anyone died. So they may have been flashbangs. But I know there were like they said there were six that were um, in in um, grave danger um, that were harmed bad. But yeah. I mean, a flashbang will do that to you. What a that, fucking that, boss. That distance. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but, but no, I'm talking about the guy who um, the guy in Poland who in the Shem building, which is their like Congress, their parliament, who they had a menorah in there that was lit up with actual flames and he grabbed he grabbed this fire extinguisher and ran oh yep you saw that right i did see that yeah (laughs) it's a some woman tries to stop him and he just blasts her in the face with the fire (laughs) extinguisher turns out she was some some jewish activist oh man i I didn't see that so okay so i'm gonna look up real quick the uh the population of poland i knew it yesterday because i was writing a substack up on it and i forgot but um the uh what did you think when you saw that oh it's just uh you want to talk about like christian nationalism um there's still you know poland is where we we will if if all goes well poland is where we'll be in like five years yeah you know where you know we're just you know okay i'll i'll set up a give send go for my legal fund and uh i'm gonna go out and fucking do this at the town hall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so so here's the thing okay so um poland 2003 23 population they're saying roughly 41 million mm-hmm. okay so i went to a jewish website and that has all the populations of jews in different countries around the world and they said well it's hard to know but we know it's less than 4500 people I think that deserves a menorah, baby. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, my immediate, you know, I immediately went to dark humor and said there used to be a lot more there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but, um, back when the trains ran on time. <laughs> so you have 41. I mean, basically, what the number they had there was there's 1.2 Jews per 10,000 population. And they had a menorah set up in their parliamentary building, and it was actually like real flames. And he, he, someone shared with me this morning that he um, he was interviewed on TV yesterday. I think it was yesterday, and they asked him about it. And he said, "Well, it's flames indoors. Um, it was a fire hazard, so I took care of it." Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, so when you when you look at everything that's happening when we talk about what we saw on um you know what we're seeing on twitter the way people are talking openly the way way people who had never even talked about their judaism before openly or like spiraling publicly um because they see what's happening and they see these marches of you know tens of thousands in london um of refugees that you know yeah their demanding housing <laughs> their their ideology you know 
people of people who share a lineage with them wanted yeah. to force into Europe and into the United States and force their ideology upon um, American universities and universities around the world. Um, when you see some some Polish guy, and this is not like an act. This guy is historically doing stuff like this all the time. He's known as anti anti semite pro pro-catholic anti-protestant uh, if you go to his wikipedia page you just run down, it's just a checklist yeah <laughs> basically just a poll from 20 years ago <laughs> well you know and well his last name is braun um oh so, uh, prussian <laughs> a prussian poll <laughs> um so yeah what do you what do you think about that i know you saw it now that you no it's it. it's I mean, it's great. Like I said, that's that's where we need to be in like five to ten years. It's just these these acts of civil disobedience, uh, you know, culture war, civil disobedience um, that, you know, you set up a give, send, go for your legal fees, five, ten grand. Uh, people people will probably exceed it because it's such a it, it's it's such a, pat, a, a source of passion for Christians, Catholics, uh, whatever. Um, and that's kind of another thing that we could learn from the left is like bail funds, you know, th things like that. Um, that's not, that's not ideological. Um, we've already in no uncertain terms articulated that, uh, we don't give a shit about the law when the law does not comport to our faith. Um, I think we still have to work on it. I, I see a lot of people in our sphere, you know, the, the 200 follower accounts that are still learning. Um, still arguing on in, in a legalistic context in in various threads, but um, it they need to know that, and it, we've been saying this for years. You need to be unapologetic in telling people that yes, this is a double standard, and yes, we do live in a democracy. So I am going to democratically make it so that you are disenfranchised, and that my preferences are are prevalent in society. Yeah, yeah, and when you look at the Iowa, like the Iowa House when that re when that thing first came out that it was up and i saw that how you know certain christians were responding to it where it's like well you know, we know that there are going to be threats to tear it down but that's not something that we can do and everything and i said you know and all i think is well what do i hear from people who aren't christians or who used to used to be used to go to church i grew up so oh, it's just so wimpy and you know it, they just bow down and let everybody walk over them and everything like that i'm like what better witness is there than to go into there yep to tear the thing apart take it out into the street grind it to dust and piss on it yeah yeah yep oh is that oh is that anti-christian yeah um, maybe it's maybe it's anti-evangelical but i'm not one of those yeah no it's um it's it's so easy to invert their you know and if if you're so inclined to hear out these these so-called christians that are that are maligning that guy for doing that um and be like well why don't you pray for him you know he's you know he's he's a if, if he's a sinner then you should be praying for him you shouldn't be running cover for the the satanic temple like yeah. it's at the end of the day you're running cover for regime sponsored satanism and so, I, I know that I know that the satanic temple is just a bunch of like shit lib fucking, uh, you know, Ayn, Ayn ran to its logical conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like a small group of just like shit libs that want to, you know, poke, poke the bear and, uh, see and, and get a reaction. 
but you know what? It's okay to give them a reaction. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the, Oh, don't, don't, don't fall for their, uh, don't, don't fall for their ploys. Don't, don't buy into what they're doing. You're just, you're just proving their point. That's fine. I'll prove their point. Like that's perfectly okay to have a double standard and it's perfectly okay to say, you know what, if we live in a democracy, like you say, then this system's up for grabs and I'm going to enforce my preferences. Well, here's um, I'm going to bring I'm glad you went there because I actually had a tweet up that I wanted to that I wanted to read because it, it leads directly into that. It also reads directly into um, something that I'm going to mention Oren McIntyre a couple times, something that he was talking about this week, where the reason why people are so like the 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 demo, democracy lovers, the sodomites, mm-hmm. why they're so scared of Trump even though they really shouldn't be because he doesn't have it in them is because they basically set up a system where you can punish your enemies yeah, and they're scared of somebody getting, getting that power and, and using it against them. So Oren had Dave Smith on his show this week and it was actually a really, they actually had a really good conversation. Um, But so Dave announces it and says, looking forward to this and somebody with a, I'm gonna I'm gonna cringe because I you could probably go back to old episodes and find find this somewhere on in the artwork of um the the golden black and the um you know the basically the don't tread on you know the voluntarist yeah. you know uh bull crap and everything like that. Comments to Dave. I'm sincerely looking forward to potentially hearing Oren argue slash defend the idea of using state power without the risk of that power being taken away and used against him (laughs) because that's the crux the new right struggle to reconcile as if oren's never thought of that yeah thomas 777's never thought of that that used to be me i've never thought of that aaron's shaking his head he has no idea what he's talking about it's like that, you've never considered that that could happen. That, right? that was me five years ago. I used to say that all the time. Me like, too. What are you gonna do when you lose the election, you Trumper? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like okay. You're first of all, it's it's another one of those people living in that box who never reads outside of it. All he has to do is go to friggin' unqualified reservations and read anything that he was writing in two thousand seven. And you can hear you can hear somebody who's leaving libertarianism at the time still has a lot of libertarian leanings writing about that and talking about that. Yeah. I mean, I had someone say this to my someone I really respect. And if I mentioned their name, you would know they said that to my fucking face last year. They said, <laughs> well, if you give them if you take the power, to what's going to happen when you motherfucker, you don't give them back the fucking power. Yeah. You take it and you keep it. Yeah. That's the only way this fucking thing works. You're part telling of the, me you're telling part of me the process of, of of controlling an institution is insulating yourself from the consequences of losing. And that's that's really easy to do in this system because I mean ninety-nine percent of it it's not ran by elected representatives, it's ran by bureaucracies that you could staff for life. Yeah. 
You could, I mean, literally, if you had, if someone had the fucking balls to do it and had a militia behind behind them, they could get elected president and basically fire ninety nine percent of Washington D.C. and put their own yeah. people in there. Yep. Or just take over like the HR department and threaten, 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 threaten. If you go against policy X, like you're not only are you going to be fired, but we're going to we're going to ruin your life because that's exactly what their whole entire job is is ruining their life on behalf of the you know whatever whatever rule set the regime gives them it's 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 frightening to me that there are people walking around that probably are really smart i mean in order to really have a good understanding of like austrian economics or something like that you have to be able you have to to have a brain on your head you know because there's a lot there there there's a lot of moving parts um Rothbard's some of Rothbard's easy to read. Some of Rothbard's not easy to read. Some of Mises <laughs> is easy to read. Some of some of Mises isn't easy to read. Hoppe's not not always easy to read. <laughs> Mises so, is never easy to read. Yeah, Mises is, <laughs> Mises is kind of, but Mises is based in a lot of places. Yeah, I mean, like, really based in a lot of places. <laughs> but you know, when you when you look at like someone like a Hoppe. You, you realize, okay, if, if someone's reading Hoppe and they really understand what he's saying, I mean, it takes it takes a level of intelligence to do that. Why would you come at me with this kindergarten shit of power of like, like you haven't you think that somebody who's read like Oren, who's read De Maestra, who's read, you know, Sam Francis, he's read all Sam Francis's Le- Leviathan and its enemies, all of Burnham, all the you think they haven't considered that yet? And, yeah. And not to mention, motherfucker, they have that now. Yeah. Basically, that's why they're fucking scared. That's why the people in power are scared to let someone in there who doesn't share their values because the whole mechanism, it, the whole machine is set up to reward your friends and punish your enemies. Mm-hmm. And yes. You don't think that we know that? No, man. We shouldn't play the game. <laughs> <laughs> We're better than that. <laughs> so much better, man. Do you you, you you realize how immoral it is, right? Yeah. You, re- you realize how immoral it is yeah. for power. I'm trying to look for um my my buddy Charlemagne, one of his old tweets that you see the screenshot of it go around every once in a while, but um the um. Oh, and another great, but another great thing to come out of the the, the Polish uh, brawn in Poland. Oh, the memes! <laughs> I bet oh, I, I haven't I haven't been up on that story too much. I saw that video, gave it a chuckle and a like, and then I think uh, at the time uh, the Satan the the Satan sta- the Baphomet statue thing was happening. Yeah, this is my my friend Charlie. Um, goes by Charlemagne. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He says, um. This is one of my favorite tweets of his. For all their failures, the libertarians actually have the best understanding of what the modern state is, which is a group of gangsters with a monopoly on violence. What they fail to understand is that you want to be those gangsters. Yes. And that's basically it. That's that's and- where it's, it's – there's – I mean, and let's face it. it can, can people who te- – trend towards high autism can they actually lead people and your best bet at being left alone to be a libertarian and collect your own rainwater and your unpasteurized milk is just 
having a <laughs> having a system comprised of the exact demographics you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh okay. that's that's your best hope. <laughs> and you see that in more local areas. Oh yeah. You know, local areas are that's where you can you can just hide. You can be, you know, if you want to live as an anarchist, quote unquote, just move move to a small town. Yeah. Move to a small town where everybody looks like you. Yeah. And that's that's oftentimes where where these people come from is small localities where you know your 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 city council or your or your selectmen are all like 40 something year old white dudes that you know generally agree with your value system and will leave you alone yeah i'm trying to look for another one um somebody had posted up a really good mises quote that was just so i mean oh yeah here it is um this is a, a great quote from mises Society cannot exist if the majority is not ready to hinder by the application or threat of violent action minorities from destroying the social order. Huh. Well, Mises is a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never tire of reminding people that he, um, he, he worked for Dolphus's, <laughs> for yeah. Adolphus's government. <laughs> he worked for the fascist government of Austria. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand how you can be, I mean, and, but here's the thing, like, because I have a lot of like followers that would consider themselves Hoppians or would consider themselves kind of like still, still go by the libertarian handle. Um, I'm willing to hear them out. I'm willing to talk to them. I'm willing to explain to them, like give context to everything that I say, everything that you say, because it is just a matter of time before something in their life happens, whether they get married and have kids or whether they get carjacked in a city that they are, that, that, that non-permeable membrane around their box of ideology gets shattered. Yeah. You know, and we're, we're sitting here laughing and we're, the reason we're doing that is because we both used to believe this. Oh yeah. We both used to say this, you know, this, this stuff. I'm not going to say it's stupid. I'm going to say it's really naive. It's just yeah. really naive. And, and you're not taking into consideration human nature, you know, and I'm one of those people who used to say, well, you know, if, if people are so dangerous, you can't, you can't put them in charge of the government. You know, it's like, oh, well, if, if, if anarchy would be so dangerous because people are so evil, you know, giving them, putting them in charge of a government is even worse. And I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. At least, in, at least with a government, there's a chance you're, that you're going to have somebody who's going to be, you know, law and order and be like, no, people can't do, people can't do X, Y, or Z. But if you're in a completely private property society where everybody respects each other's property, People can do the most evil shit on their fucking property uh, that they want. And I'm talking about two other humans. I'm talking about not only violating the nap, but like rape, murder, rape, murder, pedophilia, all sorts of stuff. And what are you going to do? Are you going to violate their, their the sovereignty of their property? Well, you just <laughs> became a government. Yeah. You just decided that there's an exception, as Carl Schmidt says. The one, the man, the one who makes a deception is uh, the one who decides the exception is a sovereign. Policing aesthetics do have meaning, and they do influence, you know, the 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 flow of culture. Yeah. So. So. It's, um, yeah, I know you got. 
I know you got an out because you got you got something in a little bit. So um, uh, just remind people where they can find your shit. And um, close you can down. find me on Twitter at BTWA underscore returns. And you can find me every Wednesday, every single Wednesday, giving <laughs> you the news on uh, Timeline Earth with my <laughs> with my esteemed uh, co-hosts. Oh, there's a reason I'm laughing. Tune in to find out. Just pick a <laughs> random episode to find out why I'm laughing. <laughs> 50 50. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Merry yep. Christmas, man. Hey, Merry Christmas, man. <laughs> <laughs>